Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Friday, August 19th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. Decades ago, when I lived in Pennsylvania, I had a friend and a professional colleague, Linda Marcosha. She is a clinical psychologist, and I believe she's still in practice today. And I remember that she once said to me that a nation that neglects its children is actually not only a nation, but a culture that cannot survive. And back then, Linda was talking about runaways because at the time, I think we had, I forget what the number was. It was an extraordinarily high amount of runaway children every year. And she was basing what she was saying on, I guess, the neglect or the conditions that cause a child to run away. Well, fast forward decades later, we still have problems that are probably highly indicative of adverse effects for the future of the nation, and they relate again to children. Only today, it's not runaways. Today, it's fentanyl and gender dysphoria, two incredibly challenging and tragic conditions. I saw an article just today on what's happening at the southern border in relationship to fentanyl. And we all know it. We probably read about it daily in terms of adult overdose of fentanyl. But try to wrap your brain around this. They have now seized at our southern border rainbow-colored fentanyl pills that resemble candy and sidewalk chalk. And they are pouring in through our southern border. Over 15,000 rainbow-colored fentanyl pills were seized on Wednesday of this week, strapped around a guy's leg at the Nogales port of entry at the Mexico border in Arizona, the Mexican-Arizona border. It was the second consecutive day that those pills were found, pills that are clearly targeted for children. At that same port of entry at Nogales, Arizona, more than 250,000 fentanyl candy-colored pills were seized the day before that, along with 11 pounds of heroin and 10 pounds of methamphetamine. This next statistic is mind-boggling. At that border crossing, at that port of entry, between July 31st of this year and August 7th, what is that, a week? They seized 1.1 million fentanyl pills. Now, that's where they're encountering them, but they've also found similar-looking pills in Washington, D.C. over the last 18 months. Jennifer Laughlin, who is a field intelligence manager for the Washington Division of the DEA, was quoted recently as saying this, 
Some of the multicolored pills that we've been testing in our labs recently, particularly a recent batch that appeared to be children's chewable vitamins, were tested containing both fentanyl and methamphetamine. They are also increasingly putting animal tranquilizers in these pills for children. The pills have the consistency of sidewalk chalk, but they look like taffy. They look like saltwater taffy, and they are clearly for targeting children. Now, I said there are two problems, fentanyl and gender dysphoria. Well, if you had trouble wrapping your brain around the fentanyl data, try this on gender dysphoria. Yale University has something called the Yale Pediatric Gender Program. It is co-founded by a woman named Christy Olazeski. She is a clinical psychologist with obviously a PhD. She is in a video that's on Twitter today where she is proudly talking about what the Yale Pediatric Gender Program does, which is help children and families transition ages 3 to 25. Ages 3 to 25. Now, I am a mother. I have a 29-year-old daughter. My ex-husband and I adopted her when she was 2 from China. But I can remember her when she was 3. And it is inconceivable to me that anyone would consider in any way addressing a child's gender, let alone their preferences, at age three. But lo and behold, the Yale Pediatric Gender Program is doing just that. So this news about fentanyl and about gender dysphoria and all this transitioning and what's happening with children, both through drugs and through this perverse agenda to assist children in changing their gender, children whose brains don't even fully mature to the point of being able to make rational decisions until they're in their early to mid-20s, because that's when the human brain matures. This news is incredibly disturbing, as if we don't have enough disturbing news. But at the same time that I bring these two stories up to you, I also want to give you what I truly believe are two possible cures, two remedies, two ways to approach the insanity that is not just about our children, but that is about our way of life in almost every cultural category where we seemingly have gone off the rails and where the media and the government every day support and encourage the insanity. The two ways that I want to suggest to you are from two different sides of the human brain, meaning I I often talk about how I am both left brain and right brain developed, meaning I am right brain, highly intuitive, creative, and I am left brain, logical, rational lawyer. So I'm part mystic, part intuitive, part psychic, part lawyer. So I want to bring you two remedies from either side of the human brain. First, let me talk to you about a possible way to deal with what's going on in our culture based on an essay that I read in The American Thinker 
The American Thinker is a website. You can find it at AmericanThinker.com. And it's called Setting Brushfires of Freedom in the Minds of Men, written by J.B. Shirk. And I want to read you, I'm going to read you, a few excerpts from the article because they are the essence of what he is suggesting. So this is the remedy for all of you out there who are left brain, logical, rational, you need concrete, like me, you need concrete ways to address problems. You sort of need steps. You need a plan of some sort. So let me just read you some excerpts from this essay. First of all, Shirk says, I love the American patriot Sam Adams. And he loves Sam Adams because he's quoting Sam Adams in what motivated Adams. And here's the quote. It does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, timeless minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. Shirk goes on to say, It doesn't matter how invincible the British Empire appeared. It didn't matter how many of Adams's contemporaries said it couldn't be done. He refused to stop whispering words of revolution. He insisted on being a thorn in the side of the crown. He struggled for years to awaken in his fellow colonists a new American identity imbued with a sense of moral purpose and dedicated to the protection of human liberty. He lit small fires everywhere, meaning fires of the mind. He fueled a conflagration and he changed world history forever. Shirk goes on to say, that's a lesson for all of us. No matter how small your personal act of defiance against tyranny, it is consequential in ways you may never know. Every Biden sticker next to a gas pump reminding Americans of Democrats' war on domestic energy production is a brush fire. Every shared video showing cross-dressing men stealing victories from female athletes is a brush fire. Every email highlighting evidence of 2020 election fraud is a brush fire. Every political cartoon mocking the World Economic Forum's Great Reset agenda to usher in global communism is a brush fire. Every religious gathering protecting the sanctity of life and rejoicing in God is a brush fire. Every private conversation calling out climate change as a Trojan horse for maximizing state control over the economy is a brush fire. Setting small fires wherever you can makes a difference. He goes on. When you speak your mind, you are not just screaming into the darkness, waiting helplessly for the anti-free speech goons on Twitter or Facebook or Google to censor what you say. You are lighting sparks of fire. There's a little more. I want to share this too. One of the most effective weapons the political left possesses today is its perceived appearance of popular support when it instead depends entirely on institutional authorities to force its delusions down Americans' throats. 
I'm going to jump in here and say, like masking or lockdowns, right? It's perceived appearance of popular support when instead it depends entirely on institutional authorities to force its delusions down Americans' throats. He goes on, there are not majorities of Americans or Westerners generally who struggle with the biological distinction separating men from women. The vast majority of Americans are worried not about quixotic battles against a naturally changing climate, but rather about the harsh realities of inflation, illegal immigration, and out-of-control crime. I rarely, if ever, read anything on this podcast, but I felt that the essay, the opinion piece, was so powerful, so spot on, and so inspirational, I think it was worth the time it took to read it and the time it takes to listen to it. Because what Sturk is saying is fundamentally what I say all the time, which is, think for yourself and act for yourself because one voice matters. You never know, number one, the effects of what you say. You never know the long-term effects of what you say and what you do. You never know the power of your own being when your words and your actions match. You never really truly know that power and the effect that it has because you're often not there to see the effect that it has as it mushrooms out, as it goes from one person to another, as the ideas get spread. But also because you're not a lone voice. There's a country full of. It just happens that the coasts, (laughs) the East and the West coasts and the media and the government currently in control have the microphone, have the bully pulpit, control the mainstream media. And so you think it's many more people than it is. It's a very small percentage of people who are promoting, who are supporting, who are forcing these radical ideas on most Americans who, as the essay said, just want to be concerned about the quality of their everyday lives and want their children safe. They don't want them filled with fentanyl because the border's wide open. They don't want their gender transitioned at three or any other age by government bureaucrats or someone in the medical community or worse, by a teacher in their school. That's the left brain, logical, rational way you can approach and know that what you say and what you do is having an impact and will continue to have an impact. Now let me share the right brain, the intuitive, the mystic, the metaphysical, that approach to the same problems. And it's this, your perception of external reality And your imagination are made up of the same thing. They are made up of consciousness. Think about that. Take a moment and think about it. Your perception of reality, which is what's happening outside of you, right? Your perception of the 3D physical world and your imagination, the things that you imagine in your mind are both made up of the same thing. They're both made up of your consciousness. 
There is no difference between your perception of reality and your imagination. Both are consciousness and both make things real. So use your imagination to change your life and to change the world, meaning that if you daily get quiet, undisturbed, focused, and imagine what you want, imagine that all these illegal people at the border are caught and turned away. They're not escaping through. Forget the ones that are caught. We know that twice or three times as many are getting through. Imagine that the border is sealed. Imagine that there is no agenda in this country to change children's genders. Imagine what you want because the same substance, the same ability that causes you to open your eyes, look around and perceive reality is the same substance and the same ability that operates and manifests from your imagination. So if you don't like what you see, imagine something differently, but do it every day. Don't miss a day. It has an exponential effect. The more you do it, the more real it becomes. And that imagination, in essence, becomes a projection out into what you see in the 3D world when you open your eyes. And eventually, the reality no longer looks like it does now. It looks like what you imagined. I speak to you from both sides of my own consciousness and my own brain. I believe in both of those approaches. I live both of those approaches. And I have experienced the reality of both of those approaches. We need enough people doing it to make a difference. We need enough people in order to shift the national reality, the cultural reality, and perhaps with enough people, the global reality. Give this some serious thought over the weekend. If you're left brain, use that approach. If you're right brain, use that approach. And if like me, you're both, use them both. Change your life, change your world. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll be back here again on Monday. And until I am, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's Carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.